Welcome to a daily word of encouragement with Celebration Church in Thomasville, Georgia. We believe that the Bible is God's word to all people. We love God, we love each other, and we are changing our world one relationship at a time. We want to help you know and love God's word. Join Pastor Jimmy Bryson each day as we discover how to seek God and live our lives encouraged by his word. Psalm chapter 42. Do you have those, Debbie? Can I just read? May I just read? And I'll make some comments from them. Psalm 42 and then Psalm 43. Psalm 42, one. Now, most Bible scholars believe that Psalm 42 and 43 are written by the same person at the same time and that later the Jews dissected that and made it into two psalms, Psalm 42 and Psalm 43. Most scholars believe it's all one psalm with the same author at the same period in his life. Okay, so I'm going to read it that way. As the deer longs for streams of water, so I long for you, O God. I thirst for God, the living God. Where can I go and stand before him? When can I go and stand before him? Day and night, I have only tears for food. While my enemies continually taunt me, saying, where is this God of yours? My heart is breaking as I remember how it used to be. I walked among the crowds of worshipers, leading a great procession to the house of God, singing for joy and giving thanks amid the sound of great celebration. Why am I discouraged? Why is my heart so sad? Now, he asked two questions, but notice his resolve before he gets an answer. This is what came to me riding in the church this morning. He asked two questions here. Why am I so discouraged? Why is my heart so sad? Before he got an answer to his questions, he resolved, I will put my hope in God. That's part of it right there. Before you get your answer, put your hope in God. I will praise him again, my Savior and my God. Now I am deeply discouraged. But I will remember you, even from distant Mount Hermon, the source of the Jordan from the land of Mount, of Mount Mizar. I hear the tumult of the raging seas as your waves and surging tides sweep over me. You see how discouraged he is. But each day the Lord pours his unfailing love upon me. Through each night I sing his songs. What do you do at night? I sing his songs. Pray to God who gives me life. Who is the giver of life? Oh God, my rock, I cry. Why have you forgotten me? Why must I wander around in grief, oppressed by my enemies? Their taunts break my bones. They scoff. Where is this God of yours? Why am I discouraged? Why is my heart so sad? I will put my hope in God. I will praise him again, my Savior and my God. Chapter 43. Declare me innocent, O oh God. Defend me against these ungodly people. Rescue me from these unjust liars. For you are God and my only safe haven. Why have you tossed me aside? Why must I wander around in grief oppressed by my enemies? Send out your light and your truth. Let them guide me. Let them lead me to your holy mountain, to the place where you live. There I will go to the altar of God, to God, the source of all my joy. I will praise you with my heart, O oh God, my God. Why am I discouraged? After all that, why am I discouraged? Why is my heart so sad? I don't have an answer. I 
will put my hope in God. I will praise Him again, my Savior and my God. When your life is a train wreck, you're writing this down. Stop focusing on yourself and your situation and focus more on your Savior. Stop focusing so much on yourself and your situation and focus more on your Savior. Now, this does not come to play in Jonah's life until Jonah chapter 2 when Jonah finds himself in the belly of the fish and Jonah realizes in the belly of the fish, you know what, I really do want to live. <laughs> and then he remembers the Lord and calls out to the Lord almost exactly like the psalmist is describing. So we'll be there in a couple of weeks. Okay? But when the wheels fall off, or there's a train wreck in our lives, it could be financial, it could be, it could be physical, it could be health-wise, it could be relationships, it could be your job, your career, it could be anything. When the wheels fall off, make an intentional effort to focus more on your Savior than on yourself and your situation. As Proverbs 23, 7 says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So if you keep thinking defeat, what's going to happen? You're, you're just going to have a tendency to, to go off into defeat. So number one, stop focusing so much on yourself and your situation and focus more on your Savior. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2 says, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Okay, one of the songs we sang this morning, it, 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 it leaves me now, but it was not a song crying out for the presence of God. One of the songs we sang, we were crying out for God himself. And there's a difference there. As the Psalm 42, as the deer pants after the water brook, so does my, so my soul longs after you, O God. Now David, we're not sure if David wrote that, but David would write about the presence of God. Anything good about the presence of God? Yeah, when you get God, you get His presence. And so, so the psalmist says, like the deer, the adult deer running through the wilderness where there is no water and he's panting for water. That's how my soul pants after you, O oh God. And then he goes on and describes a little bit of his despair and discouragement in the remainder of those verses. But he still comes coming back to my hope is you. My salvation is you. And so in the midst of all the, the muck and muck, the apostle Paul, if he were here, he would tell us we're transformed by the renewing of our minds. The Apostle Paul would instruct us, take every thought captive. If that thought does not bring you to obedience to Jesus Christ, reject that thought. When our minds wander to a dark place, just let it wander and bring it back. We control our minds. As a child of God, God has given you the authority and the power to bring those thoughts back under obedience to Jesus Christ. So sometimes we, we find ourselves in a situation, and this is what I've noticed about me and other people, other people and also me, when we get real tired, fatigued, our minds tend to wander to a dark place. Is that right? Yeah. Even doing good, when you're really exhausted, like Elijah, our minds can wander to a bad place. When we have a lot of frustrations in our lives, our minds tend to wander to the dark places. 
when we're frustrated with ourselves, unfulfilled dreams, unfulfilled goals, frustrated in our job, frustrated in our careers, failure after failure after failure, seemingly not fully comprehending that God's trying to work that for our good and His glory. We're frustrated with ourselves and so our minds tend to wander to the dark side. We get frustrated with other people and our, time, our minds tend to wander. Unless you're Joy Smith, she just thinks the best of everybody. No, no, because in 43.1, in 43.1, um, the psalmist talks about the ungodly coming against him. So at this point in his life, he was focusing more in that verse on other people than on God. And we all have ungodly people around us, don't we? Yeah. So if, our, if, our, if the focus of our attention is on the ungodly and what they're doing and what they're doing against us, our minds are going to tend to go to the dark side. Sometimes we get frustrated with God. Sometimes we get frustrated with God. Psalm 43, 2. For you are the God of my strength. Why do you cast me off? Why do you cast me off? God, God didn't cast him off. God didn't reject him. Okay? You keep reading Jonah. Remember last week, three times it says Jonah ran from the presence of God. Remember? Three times in the first two chapters. He ran from the presence of God three times. Then Jonah gets in the belly of the fish and starts praying. He says, why did you run me out of your presence? Because what happens is, in our frustrations, just hear me a minute, in our frustrations, if we allow our feelings to rule the day, we'll never move into faith. That song we sang will never be true in your life. All your promises are yes and amen. If we live our lives allowing our feelings to rule our faith or our feelings to rule ourselves, We'll never walk by faith and live by faith and overcome how we feel or how everything looks. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So, Jonah was all up in his feelings and it was real. The psalmist was all up in his feelings and it's real. When you have a train wreck, it's real, right? But if you're going to navigate from the train wreck, it's not going to be through your feelings. Because you're going to feel like giving up. You're going to feel like nobody cares. You're going to feel like God hates you. You're going to feel like you don't have a second chance. You're going to feel like you're never going to come back. You're going to feel like you can never make it. That's what your feelings are going to tell you. And then that moves into fear. When our, when our feelings rule the day, we begin to live our lives in fear. I don't mean like open the door and there's a rattlesnake. Not that kind of fear. Well, that is legitimate fear. And then y'all take that verse about God didn't give you a spirit of fear, but a sound love, power, sound love, and all going, yeah, 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 yeah. That ain't what that verse is saying. Um, I mean, this, this thing, how many songs have been written since the pandemic started? How many songs have we sing declaring, I'm not going to live in fear, and yet we go on living in fear? How many people are in a train wreck right now and they're just scared to death? 
I'm told over 300 times in the Word of God, it says, fear not, fear not, fear not, fear not, fear not. Fear not. So when I focus on my situation and myself more than the Savior, my tendency is to move into frustrations, to get up in my feelings and all those things I just mentioned, to move into fear. But if I adjust my thinking the way the psalmist did, I can come out of that train wreck unscathed. 